0: And I pray that the Lord will speak to every one of us in Jesus' name. Please just open your hearts and your mind to receive from the Lord. He says the successful Christian, the successful Christian. When we look at what the successful Christian is, um, one thing that the Lord asked me is, it's talking. He's talking from the position of faith that we've all we've all heard. Uh, we think we know, or some of us may know it. But the point is, what is the application of the faith that makes us the successful what, Christian? Because I believe everybody wants to be successful. Amen. I believe everybody has a level, a measure of faith that's been given to them. Amen. But yet, many a times, a lot don't see it at works in their life. Amen. You know, they've heard God said certain things, they've received certain promises, but yet it has not come to pass, or you've you read certain promises in the Word of God, and yet it has not come to pass concerning your life. And the question here God is saying for the successful for the successful Christian, you must be able to ask that question why is certain things not happening or the way it should be, amen. Or regarding to do with your expectation with him. But one of the first things is that, you know, if we look at faith itself, you know, the word of God in Hebrews talks about what faith is, that is the substance of things hoped for, what the evidence what not seen, that that is faith, substance of things hoped for, yet it says what the evidence, that Hebrews chapter 1, Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, what the evidence of things what not seen. And in verse 10, it says, For by it, the elders obtained what good testimony, faith. And our Christianity is based on faith. Faith is a currency that we use to receive from God. Amen. Just the way you take your money and go and buy something from the supermarket, for us, it's faith that is that currency. And without that faith, that currency, there is no point in, it, in our Christian walk. Because the Bible says that without faith it is impossible, literally impossible, to please God. Without that faith, so that faith is crucial to our walk with Him. Amen. Because one thing that the Scripture talks—if we—if we, if we look at what it says in in Hebrews chapter eleven—and I'm not preach; I'm not—I'm just sharing—the word for if you read from verse four this faith that we're talking about, the Bible says, it says that, by, it says, by this faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. It says that through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. That whenever we come, how many of us prepare our gift to give to God in faith before coming? Because the Bible says here that by this, Abel offered by faith. He didn't just come and just say, God, take this. Amen. But he did it in faith that I am giving God. Because the Bible says that where two or more are gathered, I am there in the midst. As we are sitting here, believe me, whenever I come to church or whenever I am praying, in through the eye of faith, I put Jesus in my midst and knowing fully whether Christ is in this room with me. And when I say that and I believe that, I feel his tangible presence. Because by faith, I have come to him. That he is here. Because his word says, he is here. Even though, as the Bible says, the evidence not sinned. Amen. So I may not see the physical Christ, but by faith, I see him that he is here with me. If not... We had us here, or if not, you had just praying. Because it is true faith that we access Him. So the Bible says that Abel offered. So when we give something to God, when you're sowing into a man's life, or you're doing some kind of deed, you're not just doing it ordinarily, you're doing it in connection with faith to the Father. That is where the blessing now comes. You receive back. If not, we are just wasting our time or wasting our resources. Amen. That's why when we look at the world, yes, the Bible says seed time and harvest never ceases. You know, just the way it rains on the just and on the just. The difference between the just and the unjust is that for the just, because it is true faith in Christ, the Bible says his blessing makes rich and it adds no sorrow. That means for the just, sorrow will not come into that blessing that God has given you. But for the unjust, even though they sow and they get the wealth. At the end of the day, that's why some of them, you end up seeing them, they become drug addicts, they, they commit suicide. Something is not just right in their life. Even though the wealth is there. At the end, somehow, it doesn't add up. Because there is no joy to enjoy that it is God that gives us that joy to enjoy that which He has blessed us. That's why He says, His blessing makes rich and He has no sorrow. But for that blessing to, to, to be so rich that there's no sorrow, it is true faith that we sow. It is true faith in Christ that we do this, the things that we do. So faith is so crucial. That's why Abel offered true faith. Amen. And he said, in our walk with God, in verse 5, he says, by, by faith, he says, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. That means that when Enoch was walking with God, when Enoch comes to Christ, when he, he, he comes to fellowship, he did it by faith that God just, God, just, uh, God just loved his faith in him, that he didn't see death, was rather he was taken, you know. He, you know? And that was the testimony that he pleased God. So whenever we come, brethren, I encourage us to to come in faith that I have not come. Anytime I come to the presence of God, I always know that whenever I come, I can never live the same way because there's no way I can come into light and don't reflect light. Amen. There's no way I can come into the place of prayer and don't live transformed because I come in faith. If you now look at verse 7 of the same Hebrews chapter 11, it says, by faith, what? Noah, he says, being divinely warned, he say, of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. He says, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. But yeah, he said this, you know, he said Noah was moved with what? Godly fear. You know, when we come, into God, into the presence. The Bible is yet one of the things that Noah did was he looked at, he had a reverential fear of all of who the Father is. Are we following? He wasn't casual. He didn't come into the presence of God casual. He came in faith in reverence that I'm coming to the Father of all fathers, the God that has made everything. So he had that reverential fear, that, that honor of who God is in his heart. See, these are the things that, you know, the Bible is not attesting concerning this burden that what they, 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 they did, what they did. In verse 8, it says, by faith, what Abraham obeyed. One thing that the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 19, it says, if you are willing and if you are obedient, it says, you shall eat the fruit of this land. That the willingness, obedience matters. That's all Abraham did. I mean, Abraham at that time. Amen. He said, Abraham, he said he he obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. Amen. He went out, not knowing where he was going. It's just true obedience in belief in God. Because God has said, Therefore, I obey and I follow because I know God has said, therefore, because God has said, what God wants to do, he will do. I mean, my own story as well is when I came to the Republic, coming to the Republic of Ireland was not my first choice. Born in UK, brought up in UK, Nigeria and UK, everything going on nice, fine, bought a house, living my own life, married, then had one daughter, and God said, "Guy." Prophecy came, you go to Ireland many years ago, then God said it is time. I said, ah, when I was not married, I could have come to Ireland then. When I just got married then in 2005, why didn't you tell me to come to Ireland with my wife? Now it's 2008 or then, 2009, it's time to go. I have a child. Now relocates. Ha. I thought it true. It wasn't just simple like that. When I was very comfortable, I had a decent job and just was living my life. And was the it's time to move. Until he withdrew the grace from me. When I went back to God, why am I not seeing, experiencing your presence? It's because I called you and you refused to go. And I repented and I'm here. And, I, and he said, go just the way I've sent Abraham. Because what I was concerned is with God, I want you to come and start... A full life here again. How am I going to live? How are my resources? Am I going to start again? Those are my concern. And God said, "Just the way I sent Abraham, just go. I will provide for you. I will be your source. Just go." And Judah and, and I went. And I told my wife, "Woman, please stay behind. Let me go and test the land." My wife, being faithful, said, "Wherever you go, I go." The day I came, the day is the same day she came. With true uh, no. Amen. So by faith, obedience. And I can tell you that God has been faithful. Amen. How God provides, it's amazing. Are you following I'm trying to say? He does it in an unusual way. Praise the Lord. So it's by faith, true obedience that matters. But one thing as well is, one thing that God expects us, if you read, if, if you look at, if you read the book of Joshua, in chapter one, one thing I can tell you is that God, even through this faith, God expects us to have an inner strength in this faith that we have in it. Because not just that God has spoken. The Bible says be strong and be courageous that yes, I have spoken. Yes, you need an inner strength in yourself to believe that because I have spoken, I will do what you, I need to do. I, I mean, I said I will do. That's why in Daniel, in the book of Daniel as well, it may, it, the word of God says in Daniel eleven thirty-two it says that what? That they that know their God, it says they shall be strong, and not those strong, but they shall do what? Great exploit. When I look at the book of Joshua, in Joshua chapter one, on four different accounts, God had to tell Joshua, be strong and courageous. Not just once, not just twice. And I wonder why four times in the same chapter one. Because somehow God knows that we need courage. When God says tell you that you know that God has spoken, go and warn these people. <laughs> and you see their eyes looking at you. You want to warn, like Jeremiah going to warn the people, they want to kill him. And God is saying, speak. I even i'm trying to say you need courage not because you've heard that you believe that god has spoken there's that courage that you need and courage is in him that's why he told joshua i remember the first time they called me to go and minister you know very young and they said i'm someone that i'm scared of the audience crowd you know and then they said you are going to minister they did not training nothing they said tomorrow you are going to minister. I'm like, what? Go to the front of the church and minister. I've never. You haven't even told me to come and take prayer, or I mean, you haven't told me to come and pray on the offering, or. I you even trying to say? Then he said, uh, you are going to stay in front of about seventy people to minister. I'm like, what? But one thing that, the, one of the things that the God, God spoke to me then was in Joshua one. He said, be strong and courageous, be courageous, and he warned me. Why should you be scared of the people? Just go in that strength of mind so we need that faith and that is what we need to be able to do what God wants us to do but this faith that we need as well that we said God said this faith we talk about for this faith to be at work in our life we must be ready to die for it to manifest because the bible 1 thing in verse 17 says by faith Abraham when he was tested he said what he offered up Isaac and he, was, and, and, and he who had believed the promise Offered up his only, what, begotten son Yet, the Bible tells us as well In John chapter 12, verse 24 to 25 John 12, 24 to 25 says, most assuredly, I say to you Unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies He said, it remains alone But if it dies, it produces much grain He says, he who loves his life will lose it and he who is his life in this world, we keep it word, word, for eternal life. That when God speaks, we should be ready to die to, to make sure that word that he has said, we act on it. But if we are thinking that I'm going to save my head, then that means it's not faith. It's all about you. So, who is a successful Christian? But one thing that we should ask ourselves is that, in the book, if you look at why a lot of these things that we believe God for, some sometimes they're not I mean they're not working in our life the way they should work, one thing we should understand is that many a times when we come to God, we do not ask the right way. We ask to receive our own good pleasure. Because the Bible in James chapter four, verse three says that sometimes we come and ask that we may spend it for our own good pleasure. That's why no matter how much you fate it with Christ. God knows our hearts. He knows whether it is for his kingdom or it is for, for yourself. So no matter how much you think you have faith and do it, it won't just work. Amen. It won't work, just work. Now let's look at Ephesians chapter 1. I'm trying to rush the word because of time. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. He says, In him also we have obtained an inheritance. Being predestinated according to the purpose of him. Whose purpose of who? Purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. Amen. I heard a preacher once said, he said, I like the way he put it, he put it, he says that no matter how much you cry to God, or no matter how much you cry, he's talking about will now. Like for example, you had a Imagine that you had a house, your father goes and he gives you an inheritance and the wheel of the the will to the family was somebody is gonna have a house in who knows Dublin very well. Okay. In the most expensive person, Dublin, let's say in Don Laery. and they say the next person is gonna have a house, the next house is gonna be in Ajebule. Okay, the two houses. And you now ask then you cry that you want the house in in Dunley. Nobody wants the house in Ajegule, but the will is there. No matter how much you cry to the lawyer, no matter even, even if you are in a position, even though you have been the best child, even I'm trying to say better than the one that they've given the house in Don Larry, no matter how much you cry and cry, and you cry to the lawyer, and the lawyer feels that like you should really, you deserve the Don Larry, will he give it to you? What will he go back to? The will. The will. Nothing changes. So everything we do, it has to be in accordance to the will of God. Even when we come in faith, in accordance. If not, we'll just be battling this faith for nothing. So it goes back to us understanding, knowing what is will is for you and I, so that we don't ask amiss. Because many a times we're asking amiss. That's why sometimes, as Christians, people are frustrated that it is not working. It is not working. It is not working. Amen? So, it's in accordance to His will. Amen? Amen. And one thing as well, the Bible makes us to understand is that in, if you look at in, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 to 15, 1 John 5, 14 to 15, it says, Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, Will. He said, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, that whatever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we have asked of Him. Everything goes back to His will. Amen. So, you are here in Ireland in accordance to His will. Many people want to come, but they didn't get, the, they didn't get entrance. Are you what I'm Trying to say? Many people have died on the sea trying to just get to UK or Europe. They are not here. But you didn't die. But somehow miraculously you are here because you are in his will. Are we following? And the fact that we are here in his will, it is not important for us to know what his will concerning us is in this place of in, in what you're doing now. What is God's will in your place of work? What is his will for you? In your family, what is His will? Amen. In that career you want to do, what is His will? In the next thing you are planning, what is God's counsel consigning it? That's why uh, all this. One of my favorite scripture goes back to John chapter ten, you know, uh, and in verse twenty-seven, In John chapter ten, verse twenty-seven, he says, he says, "My sheep," he says, "they hear my voice." He says, "And I know them, and what, and they follow me." That this relationship we have, it shouldn't be in a hurry. Many a times we are so much in a hurry. We don't take time and spend time to hear the father's heart concerning what he's saying. We just pray and we get up and we go. You know, we seek him in a rush and it must stop. Amen. We seek him in a rush. How many of us sometimes we pray and we just quiet ourselves down, give him 30 minutes that God will speak. I just mean, talking, 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 one way. Talk, 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 talk. talk. He has heard me. Now nah, go. But you haven't heard him. He has heard you, but you have not heard him. We should we should be the reverser. We should hear him more, and we should speak less. That's where true. That's where the successful Christian comes in. We hear him more, and what? We speak less. When you go to school, you talk to the lecturers all the time. No. You sit down, the lecturer is one that teach, 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 teach. Then you listen, 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 listen most of the time. And you only ask questions once in a while and you hear everything you will say. Then you write your exam and you pass. It's the same That's that it should be now really. But somehow, we've gotten it wrong. We do the most of the talking. And the father do less of the talking. And so, it, it, it has to change. I was in the administration once and the man of God said, that I mean, it was it was talk. He said when he goes to pray that God is a talkative, I said really, God is a talkative, And he said yes. He said that when he wants to pray, and okay. uh, one of uh, the, the the geo of uh, one of the uh, New Covenant Ministry, um, Pastor Paul Dineldo, and he said he might go into the presence of God and say Father, and I'm here to hear from you. And he said he might just say, I'm not here to say I, I I I good morning Father, I thank you every day, and I'm giving you ten hours of my day today. It takes seasons. And he can be there, just sit down quietly, to hear from him. And they say, my goodness, when God starts speaking, he doesn't stop speaking. But how many of us pay the price to hear the Father's words? It's something that we must do, because this is what the successful Christian does. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the successful Christian, the Bible makes us to understand, as we round up, as I round up in Luke 1, it says, with God, nothing shall be impossible. That means in everything we do, we need Christ. Amen. We need him He's involved in everything that we do. When Jesus went on the boat, when the disciples went ahead, he sent them. When Christ was not in the boat, what? They, they, they face all oh manner of storms. But when Christ was invited in the boat, the storm ceased. In everything we need him. That's our relationship with him is crucial. And as a youth, that's why your relationship with him is what crucial. Be saved. Because of time, we we'll just take ourselves before God. We'll just bow our and I'm sorry for spending a bit longer than I should have. Uh, just take ourselves and just cry to God that, Lord, uh, wherever I've gotten it wrong in my faith in you, uh, come and help me to make amends in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, that I want to hear you loud and clear. Anoint me with the gift of the sending of spirit. Anoint me with the grace to yearn to hear you, to hunger after you, to pay the price. Indeed, uh, to be willing, to be obedient. Lord, help me in the name of Jesus Christ. Help me not to not to do things in a rush, but to take my time and spend time, quality time in you. Hearing your voice is crucial. Father, help me to identify your voice. In the name of but Above all, help me and give me the grace to be willing, to be obedient. Uh, that even to the point that even if, 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 if one has to die, Lord, for, to, because you've spoken, Lord, grant me that grace and inner strength. Your word says be strong and be courageous. Father, put courage in me. Father, just help me. I just need your help in my work because I want to be a successful Christian daily. Not just once in a while. I want it to be my story on a daily basis. Starting now, Father. Just come and help me. Help me, Almighty God. I need your help. Because without you, I can't do it. I can't do it. Father, put that grace in me. Pour it afresh upon me. And sanctify my heart. Bless my heart, pure and holy, Father, Lord. Just help me, Almighty God. I'm yours. And you are mine. Father, we bless your name. Thank you, Almighty Anabal.